Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. One minute past seven, um, uh, you're listening to KFM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of July, 2019. This evening's topic, approaching intimacy with hypertension, high blood pressure. Do you have high blood pressure? And if you do have high blood pressure, what challenges are you facing in your sex life? Let's talk about that tonight on Sidebar Cindy. Medical issues, sex and family. Finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. So remember, if you missed our previous shows, you can go to kayafm.co.za and listen to podcasts on FM Rewind. And you can listen to us on Channel 861 on DSTV's Audio Bouquet or catch us live on kayafm.co.za. So this evening's topic is about hypertension, high blood pressure in layman's terms, and sex, high blood pressure and how to fix your sex life. So we know that high blood pressure doesn't have many signs or symptoms initially, right? But the impact on your sex life is probably what comes first. And... You know, stats are quite frightening when you think that about 64% of men and 69.3% of women between the ages of 65 and 74 are affected by um, by high blood pressure. And across the World Health Organization regions, the prevalence of raised blood pressure is highest in Africa, where 46% of both sexes combined had um, high blood pressure. So it's a, it is a problem. And it is something that we need to talk about, not, not, not just once, again and again and again, because there's some lifestyle changes that you can make to ensure that, um, you know, you reduce your risk of getting high blood pressure. Or if you have high blood pressure, you then control it and manage it properly. But tonight's topic, how does high blood pressure affect your sex life? And we'll be speaking about it with Dr. Tembeni Tebelile, a GP from Port Elizabeth, who has a special interest in sexual health. And of course, he sees a lot of clients, uh, patients with high blood pressure. We'll also be chatting to dietitian Utandole Tumsomi, and she'll be talking about the health issues and how we can help, how we can change our diet to sort out our high blood pressure. You can call us on 86 959 You can SMS us on 36959. And the hashtags on social media are Cindy, sidebar Cindy, sidebar Cindy, <laughs> and KFM Talk. Those are the hashtags. So I think I'll go straight to Dr. Timbeni Tebelile. Welcome him to the show. And let's get into the definitions of what high blood pressure is. Good evening, Dr. Tebelile. And thank you so much for joining us all the way from Port Elizabeth. Good evening, Cindy, and uh, good evening to all the listeners uh, of KFM. And uh, glad to be here. Hope yeah. to have a very warm and uh, wonderful evening with you. Well, you're the and best the listeners. Yes, no, but well, you're the best doctor to discuss these matters because I mean, you have a radio show in your in your region. Where you definitely, speak- definitely, I speak a lot on on sexual health issues. In fact, I deal with below the belt issues. Yeah. It's always nice to approach all these things from the angle down there because you get all the ears. Yes. And I'm glad to be here. Yes, and, and I think the nice thing I like, what I like the most about you, Dr. Tebelele, is that you are not shy. You call a spade a spade, and this is really what we're going to be doing tonight because high blood pressure is a big problem in, in Africa, and people are dying, you know? Uh, definitely, Cindy. I'm, I'm, I like the fact that you are tackling this topic, noting that uh, diseases of lifestyle are what are killing us today. You've actually put the statistics very well. High blood pressure is very dangerous. We even call it silent killer. Yes. Because it is not, uh, it doesn't cause pain like uh, pneumonia or uh, an open wound or whatever. 
but it builds up slowly. Normally, you expect your heart to pump blood to all the rest of your body. Yes. So under normal circumstances, you expect the heart to be at a little bit higher pressure so that the blood can flow from higher pressure region to a region of lower pressure. So the blood vessel must be at a lower pressure. So on average, you expect a normal human being, let's say a 70 kg man, to have a BP of 120 over 80, of which there's a range, of course, since we're dealing with science. Yes. The lower one should not go beyond 90, and the upper one should not go above 140. Then we're fine. Well, then we say your blood pressure is fine. It means your heart can pump your blood and then your blood can flow freely through your blood vessels to the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And going into sex, for you to have an erection, that is to have an erection, you need blood to flow to the private organ, to the penis. Yes. And even if you're a woman, you need blood to flow to the, the vulva and yes. the vagina. In fact, the structures are the same, even though the, the woman's one is embedded. And the, the men's one is a, a bit prominent, which is why men tend to have more obvious problems than women. Yes. Otherwise, the mechanism is the same. There must be normal, uninhibited flow of blood through the penis in and out. So the mechanism of erection is very simple. So that if you, if you can control pressure in the penis or make sure that blood flow is fine mm-hmm. in the private organs, then it means the heart is actually benefiting and in a very good status. The blood is brought to the penis by arteries. Mm. Then it is taken away by veins. So the amount of blood that is coming in is too much when you're getting an erection than the one that is leaving the penis. So when you've got high blood pressure, that means either your blood vessels are thinner. Yeah. So it means there's a build-up of pressure in the vessels. So it means your heart must actually... Work harder. Work harder. Thank you. It must work harder to pump blood against resistance. Or if there's too much volume of blood or plasma in the vessels than in the heart, then also the heart must work harder. Mm. And you do not want a fit heart. Because a fit heart in our sense means the muscle is actually getting bigger and bigger, and that is a problem health-wise, which is a complication of high blood pressure. Well, I love the way you've explained everything. I think you've put it in such in such a great way that I'm sure everyone understands exactly what high blood pressure is and why it's important for us not to develop high blood pressure, and if we do have it, to keep it under control. And one of the things that we do, um, Dr. Temini Tebelele, is that when we first diagnose, when, we, when a patient comes in with a raised blood pressure, yes. we don't start you on medication immediately. I think it's important for us to talk about that, that there's first an intervention, be it, you know, it's usually a dietary intervention, and then if after two more readings, the blood pressure is still high, then of course we'll start on medication. Because I've come across patients where they were high blood pressure on, on a certain day and they were immediately started on medication. Unless it's through the roof and it's life-threatening, then of course you go to hospital. We don't start on medication on the first day. Definitely, Cindy. Definitely, Dr. Cindy. Very, very put very well. We, we don't diagnose high blood pressure on one sitting. It has to be at least two different readings on different occasions to make a confident diagnosis of hypertension because that is a lifelong illness. And if the blood pressure is too high, you even ask the patient to take rest. 
Yeah. Because there are many things that can actually raise the blood pressure. Even a movement from the waiting room to the consulting room, if a patient is disturbed emotionally by anything, then the blood pressure can jump. So the reading, the, the only reading you have may not be a reflection of uh, his or her resting BP. Mm-hmm. Hence, you need to get another reading to make a confident diagnosis of high blood pressure. Thank you for highlighting that. Okay. So... As I said this evening on Sidebar Cindy on KFM 95.9, we're speaking about high blood pressure, hypertension, and the effect that high blood pressure has on your sex life. And I'm joined by um, Dr. Mtembeni Tebelele, a, a GP from Port Elizabeth, who has a special interest in sexual health. And we also have Utando Somi, who's a dietitian, and she's also joining us telephonically. Tando, thank you so much for joining us on Sidebar Cindy. Um, hi, Cindy. Hi, it's a pleasure to be online. So, Tando, I know that um, when I used to work with you, um, you know, when we had patients with, with high blood pressure, one of the first things that, you know, obviously the first port of call is to look at the patient's diet and, and see what adjustments need to be made. So when someone consults with you for the first time and they've been told they have high blood pressure, what do you, what do you start off by, by discussing? Um, well, the initial consult would obviously um, take a look at the general lifestyle practices. So we'd want to see um, in terms of exercise that I check um, how often are they exercising. Um, I'd obviously also take their measurements and, and weight and height because their BMI and waist circumference are also very important indicators in terms of um, the diagnosis and the prognosis also of their condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, it would be taking the diet history record also just to find out on a typical day from morning till evening, what are their practices? And then we discuss what changes we can make in terms of that. Okay. And this, of course, then they involve, this involves them, patients, sharing what they eat on a, on a, on a daily basis. And, and, just, you, they, and then you highlighting what, what needs to be changed or adjusted or taken out. Absolutely. And I remember the one thing that um, I appreciated about the work that you do is that your dietary changes are not expensive. I think when people think about healthy eating, they're always concerned about the expense that comes with it. But your changes are not expensive. It's simple things that most of us can afford. Absolutely. So the the, the approach that I have is um, making sure that the, 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 the diet is actually um, implemented with the, the person's lifestyle. So um, what, whichever income level that person would have, I'd be able to, to tweak yeah. the information that we that, that would be able to give to them. Um, and I also work around making practical guidelines with them. So we work on having, let's say, at least three points that we'd um, work on for the next consult so that a person doesn't just... Um, how can I put this? They they they, they don't feel overwhelmed because By the to change a lifestyle. Yeah. Yes, to change a lifestyle, they've they actually have habits that they've ingrained into their system. That's yours, you know, yours, yours that they've been doing that. So we work on it in a process um, that is that actually from from my track record gives very good results. Mm. Okay, so going back yeah. to Dr. Tebelele. Doc, I know that, um, uh, you know, so Utando has mentioned diet as, as the, and we've also spoken about how it's the first port of call. So we've done the diet, we've done the intervention. Maybe yeah. the patient has been on this new eating plan for about, for about two months and there's still not a big change in their blood pressure. What is the next step from there? Because I think it's important for, for, for listeners to know 
um, how he, st- well, you know, the stepwise manner in which he start the medication, and of course the importance of a person staying on their medication. You can't start and stop and start and stop. Definitely, Cindy. Exercise is very important because exercise on its own can actually lead to reduction of blood pressure. I'm very glad that the dietitian has mentioned that. And also on the question of salt, I hope our dietitians are very clear on uh, when we say low salt diet, the, the meaning of that to an ordinary citizen because the patients are at different levels in terms of literacy. They also should be very clear when, what it means to have low salt diet. Once those things are done, and the blood pressure is still recording high, then we start a stepwise approach to introducing medication, mm. medication to control the blood pressure. And the process is quite simple. We said we're either dealing with high volume of blood or we're dealing with blood vessels that are thinner. Yes. So the classes of drugs that we'll be dealing with, you'll have classes that will be dilating blood vessels or reducing the volume that is circulating, the mm. volume of blood that is circulating. We call those diuretics. We start with the diuretics, that is drugs that will make you urinate a lot. So these are the so ones that make you wake up again and again and again. <laughs> that will be the main complaint and the side effect, which is very important for you to mention to the patient, that when you take this drug, if you go to a funeral or to an occasion, you may go to the toilet repeatedly to pass urine. Mm. And that may inconvenience a lot of patients, which is why it is important to know what the patient is doing so that you choose a drug that will actually suit the lifestyle of the patient. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. And then from there, we then, you know, you come in for checkups every so often to make sure that, that you know, your blood pressure is getting controlled. In about two weeks, depending on the reading, to a month, but you can't finish a month without doing a review to make sure that the patient is settling on the treatment that you started. And also, uh, since we are talking about impact to the sexual health or sexual life of this patient, having taken your history, if the patient uh, exposes in the history that has got sexual problems, that is erectile problems, erectile problems in the sense that they cannot attain or obtain an erection, a class of drugs, that you choose in terms of hypertension should actually take a cognizance of the fact that the patient has got problems with erection. So that you choose a class of drugs that is not going to make the problem worse. Okay. And so I think, you know, before before we, we go for a break, one of the things that many men, okay, some men struggle with, is actually articulating the fact that they have a problem with, with their libido or they're having a problem with their erections. How do you, um, Dr. Tebelele, get that information out of a patient? Because uh, most patients won't volunteer. On, yeah. uh, on sexual medicine. It, it is an, it's not an easy topic to raise with men. And let me even be specific, especially with black men. Yes. You see, the way we grow up as boys, we are meant to succeed in everything we do. Our egos and our upbringing means we never fail in life. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're confronted with uh, sexual health problems or sexual failures, we're failing to get erections or the erections are not lasting, we find it difficult to raise the topic not only with our doctors but even with our partners, which is why when we are saying you need to be very poking but being sensitive and make the environment comfortable to raise the topic so that the man is, is, is comfortable to discuss it. It's very, very difficult, but with training, it yeah. has become much easier. And with my talks, you know, I'm making it uh, like a greeting for people to talk about these problems. Because the problem is that 
people think they suffer alone. They do not know that these problems affect millions and millions of other people. So by talking even now, we yeah. are helping a man out there. And what are dysfunction, uh, premature ejaculation, but related to blood pressure mostly is erectile dysfunction. And and doc, what are the the stereotypes you know around around e- blood pressure and erectile dysfunction and so on? The the stereotype is that people always try to explain their illnesses in their own ways, mm. which is why we need to go beyond being doctors in our rooms, but being doctors in the street to educate our people. They do not need to explain this illness to, the, to themselves. You need blood to flow to the penis, so it means cholesterol matters. Blood pressure matters. So if you've got high blood pressure or blood pressure that is poorly controlled or you are on treatment for hypertension with a drug uh, like the old beta blockers, which are actually causing uh, the penis to not have a quality erection, yeah. and it will actually worsen the problem. So it means even us as health professionals, we need to be aware that we could be worsening the problem. And actually we should be at comfort to discuss some of these things, even as colleagues, discuss these things and then advise each other so mm-hmm. that the patient is on the right class of drugs, is on the right diet, is exercising, and then there will be improvement not only for the patient but also for the benefit of the spouse because these are the things that begin to affect the core business of marriage, which is quality sexual life. Mm. And Once you lose an erection, women are taking too long to come. You know that. Mm. They take too long to come. If a man loses an erection early, then it will kill the relationship. So we need to work on those things. Yeah, so I think when we come back from the break, Dr. Tebele, we will then discuss the, the different types of erectile dysfunction. And of course, then we'll, we'll chat to Utando again about, about dietary issues. And we'll still be taking calls on 86 You can SMS on 36959. This is your opportunity to ask about um, high blood pressure, its effects on your sex life, and of course, how we can deal with it. Still chatting to Utandum Somi, she's a dietitian, and to Dr. Mtembeni Tebelele, GP from Port Elizabeth. And this evening, we're talking about high blood pressure and the f- effect that it has on your sex life. So we've, we've gone into a bit about um, erectile dysfunction. Dr. Tebelele has been telling us about that. And um, Utando also gave a bit, of to- a, a bit of pointers around changing your eating plan. I want to speak a bit about the medication with Dr. Tebelele before we go into the into erectile dysfunction further. Um, so, Dr. Tebelele, the medication that we give for high blood pressure, would that, um, I know it's some of the medication will have a detrimental effect on, on, on the um, erection and, and, the, and the libido. What about other side effects? What are, what are the other common side effects? Because that's also important for, for, for patients to know. Yes, I, I see you whispering when you come to erection. <laughs> I was looking must, at my you phone. Must solid. You must be solid, Dr. Singh. Yes. This is where men are. This is men's business. And uh, once we whisper erection, then we are going to kill many erections. We cannot whisper. This is a national problem. It's a national crisis, if not international. Bing, pick your pants. Okay. We'll talk about erectile dysfunction properly, but let's first talk about the side effects. Yes, let me quickly define erectile dysfunction yeah. before even we get to the effects of the pills okay. or some of the side effects we can get. When I mean, we don't say you've got erectile dysfunction. Just like with blood pressure, we said you must at least have two readings at different, at different settings. Even with erectile dysfunction, you must have persistent inability to, to obtain 
or sustain an erection. It means you can obtain an erection for a few seconds or a few minutes, and then you lose it, maybe after penetration. But once that happens persistently or on many different occasions, then especially if it goes towards three to six months, then it fits the definition of erectile dysfunction. It needs attention. Then you need your doctor to check if you don't have that pressure, cholesterol, and then you start diet, you start exercise, and so on. Then coming to your question of the on on the on the classes of uh, blood blood pressure tablets, yes. we've got the water tablets. Most on the water tablets, we've got pills like uh, uh, diuretics. Mm-hmm. Diuretics on the diuretics, you've got diuretics that's how a little bit of your testosterone, like uh, the spironolactones and so on. Yes. That is why you have men on that will develop a little bit of breast and so on because that is lowering the testosterone level. Mm-hmm. And that can begin to affect uh, the erectile function and, and, and maybe the cause of erectile dysfunction. So diuretics can create problems, especially a higher doses. Someone is on Redux, for example, which is amyloretic, 12,5 milligrams daily won't be bad for starters. And then we'll just monitor that because that is where you usually start for high blood pressure. Then let's go to another class of uh, hypertensive drugs, which is called beta blockers. Uh, doctors who maybe do not attend updates, that's why I like meeting you in these conferences. If people are using the approaches of 1960 or 1950 and are not using the new beta blockers, then they could be causing problems even for patients. So beta blockers, uh, drugs like propranolol, interral, and, yeah. so, and so on, they may cause sexual dysfunction. Okay. So we need to use the new beta blockers, which are a little bit friendly to our organ, so that we don't create problems, we create more solutions. Okay, that's that's good to hear, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Just coming back to Utando, Utando um, is, the, is a dietitian, and she works with patients who've, you know, who have high blood pressure, and she helps them to change the way that they eat. Tando, one of the things that I know is that the waist circumference you know, plays a role in in obviously our health. So women should be of a certain waist circumference and so should and so should men. Um why is this important? Um okay, so Dr. Cindy, that would be important because the measure of the weight circumference would be showing how much um subcutaneous fat is within the abdominal area. So where you find a lot of the fat in the in, in the abdominal area, um, the risk for cardiovascular health, um, diseases is actually increased. Yeah. Um, and hence, obviously, um, with, with, with the high blood pressure, it would increase risk and um, also, um, what is it, make, make the, the condition been not as well managed. That's yeah. why we'd want to actually aim um, to, to reduce the waist c- circumference um, and actually also achieve a healthy BMI. Even reducing weight by five kilograms if a person is overweight can actually help prevent high blood pressure. Yeah, and that five kilograms is actually a dress size. You know, I know, I know that when I dropped five kilograms, I dropped a whole dress size. I went from size 46 to size 44. So True. it seems like a small thing, but you know, when you look at your body, it's a very big deal. It's a huge impact. Yeah, so if you've just um, tuned in, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy on KFM 95.9 and we're discussing high blood pressure and its link to sexual dysfunction. And um, you can call us on 086-00-00-959. You can SMS us on 36959 and the hashtags on social media are Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk. And I'm talking to Dr. Um, um, 
Tembeni Tebelele from Port Elizabeth GP with an interest in sexual health and to Tandem Somi, a dietitian who also works with, with people that need to adjust their, their, their eating plans so as to reduce um, their blood pressure. And Tando, the changes that you make when it comes to eating, um, I know that it's not enough just to make it for yourself. You have to involve the family as well. How do you introduce a lower salt diet to, to your family, to a family? All right, so um, the tools that I, I actually use would um, not only, I wouldn't only give my patients meal plans, I'd give them um, what I call a diet starter pack. So that would give them recipes and other, other additional tools to assist them um, when they're at home um, and information that they can share with family members to, to incorporate this into a lifestyle because that's what I always tell them, that take this as a lifestyle change um, and we work on it gradually in that sense. So those, those recipes actually do give ideas in terms of when they prepare foods, how do they make foods that are tasteful using natural herbs, natural spices, um, and not using any of the mixed types of spices which would actually have the high sodium content or your soup packets and so on. Mm. And so soup yeah. packets, um, processed foods, junk food, those are very high in salt. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And of course, weaning, weaning your family off of those is quite a challenge. I mean, I always say to patients that the best way to avoid eating something is just not to buy it. You know, just just stop buying those things and no, no one's going to eat them. But as long as you keep buying them, you can't, you can't, you, your willpower, willpower is not always that strong, but you can avoid eating them, so rather not buy the thing. <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, but also what I'd like to um, actually emphasize with my patients is us getting to get our palate to taste good food because I think um, we're so used to foods that are high in salt and salt actually masks a lot of flavors. So um, if they, they use those recipes, they actually get to experience what, what healthy food tastes like and how tasteful it can be. And I think it's one of those um, liberating and life-changing experiences that actually um, make healthy eating something a person desires once they, they, they've experienced that, that it's not, they'll actually learn that takeaways don't actually really taste so good as compared to eating healthy. Yeah. Okay. So we're taking calls on KFM 95.9, And we have John calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, John, and welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm all right. I just wanted to contribute on the topic that uh, I heard you guys you are talking about high blood pressure. Yes. But uh, the thing is, even if the blood pressure is low, also affects the effect. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll ask. So you are you asking or are you telling? No, I, I'm. I, I'm just. Uh, oh, commenting. You. Okay. Okay. No, okay, I'll ask, I'll ask the doctor to comment further on that. Thank you so much, John. All right. Okay. Um, Dr. Tebelele, what John is speaking about um, low blood pressure and um, yes. the effect that that would have on, on, on the reactions. Low blood pressure. We, we call low blood pressure hypotension. And the nice thing about low blood pressure is that it cannot isolate. It cannot be isolated. It won't mm. affect only... The penis, for example, you need you need you need blood to flow at a high pressure uh, and to flow towards the penis. If you've got hypotension, then it's a medical problem that would need the uh, attention. So 
So it, it, it won't only affect your erection, but it will affect you can have spells of dizziness or when you are rising from lying flat or sleeping, you would have to spend time trying to recollect yourself. I mean, you cannot even manage to have sex if you've, uh, if you've got serious uh, problem of hypotension, mm. that is low blood pressure. I mean, but if you compare ordinary people who are having exercise, their blood pressures are a little bit lower than those that are not very active, mm. even though that the, 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 the ranges are normal. So if it's a sickness, it's hypotension, then it is problematic even to even think about sex. It needs to be addressed. And, and that can, it can also present with fainting spells as well. Definitely. And even some of the drugs, if the drugs, the treatment is too strong for the patient, it can actually drop the pressure too much. Then it won't only affect the, the, the erectile organs, but it will also affect the well-being of the person to even think of having sex. Mm, okay, so, so and let me just comment, yeah. Cindy, on the on the weight circumference because this is very important for men. Uh, Tando mentioned it, but for men, if you've got a weight circumference of one or two centimeters or more, it means you should have a tape measure and a bathroom scale because we're dealing with the fat tummies, big tummies. Big tummies are a problem because they mean central obesity, and that is a further risk not only for hypertension but also for insulin resistance. It means you're also at risk of developing uh, diabetes. So central obesity is very important. The waist circumference is very important. Men 102, women 88. Let us try and uh, get closer to that because it also helps with uh, improving our uh, sexual well-being. Because once you're confident about yourself yeah. in terms of exercise and looking fit, and it means sexually, you, you, you even stand a better chance of succeeding then you are defeating erectile dysfunction. Mm. And one of the things that we, we speak about a lot is the metabolic syndrome, and I think it ties in with tonight's topic. Definitely. Definitely. If you speak metabolic syndrome, then you even include things like uh, thyroid problems, diabetic problems. Uh, in fact, people who are diabetic, because people like to say diabetes and hypertension are twins. No, they are not twins. If you've got a diabetes, you can have problems with your kidneys, which is nephropathy, then that can end up leading to hypertension as a complication. Then you've got a double problem. Then that will end up affecting your heart. Then one problem leads to another. Then that's the problem with metabolic syndrome, which, which is why we need to manage them one by one, starting mm. with what we're dealing with today. Keep our blood pressure under control. And we're not only dealing with blood pressure, we're addressing blood pressure, we're dealing with other diseases of lifestyle like diabetes, heart, and mm-hmm. so on. And the hardest, the hardest thing, um, um, Dr. Tebelele, is always explaining to people that the foods that they've grown up eating is not necessarily good. Um, I know that when I had to sort out my issues, my weight-related issues, mm. Ipapa and... Um, Ushugela, those are the things that I had to look at and start cutting out of my life. Um, starch, you know, so that was the hardest thing for me to adjust to that. How, how is it that pap and bread and rice and all those things are, are, are not good for me when that's all I've known? I, it, it was never told to me at any stage of my life or even at medical school that eating too much of, of starch could have a problem on my health. I think it is high time that we've got dietitians at medical school who come to teach us. As, as doctors, because, I mean, we've got a duty to educate our patients. We cannot educate our patients about diet or send them to dietitians properly if we are not uh, well informed mm. about what uh, the impact of diet is. Thank you for raising that. 
the main issue, Cindy, with our people is that the cheapest food that poor people can afford is the one that contains starch. Melimil, muso, rice, and so on. If you need to go to a wedding or a funeral, you find that the first thing that we dish is, is the white food. Mm. And the sugar that you buy, white sugar, which has got uh, low GI. I mean, sugar will melt if you're not on a tank. Then it means it will quickly reach your blood. Those are the dangerous types of food that will actually want assist us in terms of managing the diseases of lifestyle. So people must start uh, eating more veggies. And uh, the things that we hate are the ones we're supposed to be eating more, actually. Mm. Cut on starch, exercise, control our blood pressure. And let us encourage people not only to go to see doctors or clinics when there is chest pain or a problem. Just go for checkup because blood pressure will not cause problems. Mm. The nice thing about uh, erection is that when there's an erection, uh, a man will stand up but will find it difficult to articulate it out. Which is why we are now encouraging men to also mention to a doctor that, Doc, I've got a problem with an erection. I cannot satisfy my wife. I keep losing this thing. Is it maybe not because of this high blood pressure tablet? Or is it not because of my big tummy? Then we start introducing the, the BMI, which is what uh, our, my colleague was mentioning. Mm. BMI is very important. You must look sexy and you must look healthy and then <laughs> must control the blood pressure. Okay, so we have a call on 0860-00959. We have Numpumelelo calling us from Johannesburg. Um, good evening, Numpumelelo, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hello, doctor. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, ma'am. I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I've got high, high blood pressure, which I got it when I was depressed. Yes. Yeah, I'm using a Coratec. Now it's more than five years. Won't I have any effects about them? Okay, so we'll ask Dr. Tebele to answer that question. Doc, Unompumelelo okay. is asking about um, her chronic medication. She's had high blood pressure for five years and she's on treatment. And she's, she wants to ask if it won't have any side effects or any effects on her health. Uh, that's a nice question, Unompumelelo. She's on Cotareg. Eh? Yes. Cotareg falls under ARBs. Those are good tablets in terms of managing high blood pressure, even for people with uh, erectile dysfunction. It's a very good tablet. It's, it's even protecting the kidneys. So she should be fine. She doesn't have any problems with the erection. If there should be any, then she must be investigated. Otherwise, I'm fine with that tablet. But let me just touch on depression, Cindy. Yes. Uh, the advantage of uh, depression, depression has got drug classes. Uh, some of the classes of uh, antidepressants, the SSRIs, we use them on men who have got what is called early ejaculation, which is a crisis for many men. Men tend to come very early. Mm. They come very early, but we use some classes of antidepressants to actually delay erection, I mean uh, ejaculation, which is a side effect of some antidepressants. So it is also important not only to take antidepressants, but to know which class. Because some of the classes have got side effects that could be beneficial. But this is a woman most. Yeah, that's a no, no problem. Yeah. The question, Kotarev won't have problems with erectile uh, problems. And even women do get erections. Let me emphasize that. It's good that she's asking and she's a woman. They do get erections. But they are ir- women are at an advantage in the sense that they can continue with sex even if they do not have an erection. But with men, it becomes too obvious because the penis will collapse. Mm. or it will need a finger to actually assist it to get in. So it becomes too obvious and embarrassing. And if you fail to, to penetrate today, even tomorrow will be a problem because mm. you have what is called fear of failure. 
that is psychological pressure. So on top of the pressure problem, you have another psychological pressure. So it's good to communicate about it and address it the first time it happens. And we're still talking about high blood pressure and um, how it has an impact on your sex life. So coming back to Tando, our dietitian. Tando, so just a few tips on on how one can go about changing changing their lifestyle. And, and, and this is now a person that's working an 85 job. How do you make sure that Mse Benzini, you don't get tempted to eat the wrong stuff? Because, you know, we spend most of our time at work. Okay. Um, so in the work setup, um, the advice that I'd give would be that a person makes a packed lunch from home. Um, so you'd actually just need to take in a, a couple of minutes, either in the evening or in the morning, where you can pack something for yourself. Um, and then what it would also just have to be with is just um, practices in terms of who you're hanging around with during the meal times. Because usually what I'd find with patients is that um, for, for some, there's these um, groups that they go, go with and in the group, they're either going for takeaways or they're buying a scope or something like that as a group. So when a person then has to change their lifestyle practice, then the times that they'd be having their meals could be another way that they actually avoid those temptations. So if they're having it maybe a bit earlier or a bit later, then they, they don't actually end up having been tempted to eat something that they know would not actually fit into into their lifestyle and their plan. Um, and it, 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 it's something that's a habit that a person just has to, um, what is it, um, just be determined and yeah. work on it progressively with when it comes to other lifestyle practices, like making sure that they're drinking enough water. Alcohol consumption is also one of the very um, prominent problems that I do find when it comes to, especially the males, the adult males who come to see me. Yeah. So um, that that's just another factor that just needs discipline and, and practice in terms of making sure that they, they limit because research has shown that if a person is drinking heavily by reducing their alcohol consumption moderately, it actually does have a good um, effect on their blood pressure. So that would be something else that um, I really do emphasize when it comes to the patient. And I think when we, when we speak about alcohol, we must mention that it's it's the the, the alcohol with the high sugar content. So we're talking about beer, we're talking about ciders, mm-hmm. we're talking about the sweet sticky stuff. You know that's that's yes. that's, that's problematic. And if you are going mm-hmm. to indulge, you'd rather stick to the dry stuff like dry dry red wine, dry white wine, dry bubbly. You know those are the things that are preferred, um, sure. and some of the spirits as well. True. True. Um, that that would be that that would be true. What you're saying, Cindy. Um, but also, overall and in general, um, research has shown that um, the alcohol consumption, when reduced, does does actually give beneficial um, results when it comes to blood pressure. Okay, so we'll try and get you back on a better line. But in the meantime, I'll keep chatting to Dr. Um, Tembini Tebele. Doc, coming back to you. Um, so we've spoken about the waist circumference and you've, you've pointed out very clearly that for males, the ideal waist circumference is 102 centimeters. If your waist circumference is, is there or bigger, you know, then you need to work on it. Definitely, Cindy, because that, uh, that means you are accumulating a lot of visceral fat. Uh, 102, which is... I'm also above that as a doctor, which is why I called upon in, 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 in my show, in terms of ONN, I called upon all doctors. I mean, we should lead by example. That if you've got a, 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 a weight circumference of 102, then it means that's the central obesity. Let us fight big dummies like anything. 
Let us fight them because they are affecting our quality of sexual life and they are affecting uh, insulin resistance and they are causing a lot of havoc in terms of other diseases of lifestyle, which you call them metabolic syndrome. Mm. Just, just uh, while we are still there, on the, on, the, on the issue of alcohol, you see alcohol is a vasodilator. If you see someone who's drunk, they get uh, their blood vessels prominent because blood is flowing uh, at, at a high speed. So alcohol can actually give, uh, uh, let me take a man, for example. They will have what appears like a good erection. And together with the fact that they are drunk, they will be keen to have sex. But the quality of the erection is is, is problematic because it does not only dilate the vessels that are bringing in the blood, but it also dilates the ones that are taking the blood out. So it will be a poor erection. So we weigh erections. Do you get an erection? Do you attain an erection? Mm -hmm. Does it last? What quality is it? Is it hard enough to go the distance? So it's good that you mentioned what types of alcohol can be used. And also noting that alcohol mostly is made, is made from carbohydrate. And too much carbohydrate in the body is converted into fat. Yeah. And it means eventually we are going to develop what is called beer belly. And that is central obesity of visceral fat. Then it becomes a right race. So it's really like a, it's a vicious cycle of the drinking, the big beer belly, and then the erectile, the erectile problems. Yes. And it means high risk of developing hypertension. Mm. And doc, if you were to refer someone to a a urologist, specialists that, you know, specialize in the male reproductive system, what would you be referring a man with erectile dysfunction with to a a, uh, urologist? (laughs) Uh, we, we, you see, urologists are not necessarily uh, sexologists. Okay. Urologists deal with urology problems, that is urinary problems, that is kidneys, the ureters, and so on. When, when you talk sexual issues, there are urologists with interest, or we have done further uh, work on, on, on in terms of sexual medicine. Otherwise, there are people who are dedicated sexologists would deal with uh, those problems. Because some of them, they need uh, psychological therapy. Some of them, they need adjustment of drugs and so on, which is done by doctors. So it depends, just like approaching any other medical condition. Mm. If it's diabetes, you deal it at primary health care level. Then if you're where you end in terms of your knowledge, you refer to the next level. We normally... For erectile dysfunction, we normally start them on the various classes of oral agents, the Levitras, the Viagras, the Cialis, and so on. And then we address the problem, which is the cause. The most important thing is just for them not to start taking medication, but is to establish the cause. For example, every man is losing about 1% to 2% of testosterone annually. Yeah. So you know that when they hit our age 45, they will be weaker. So it's good to check testosterone and to check it before 10 in the morning because it's got DNL variation. So that if it's testosterone, that is the problem, you correct it. And you cannot correct it in the taxi ring or anywhere. You need someone who is trained on how to correct testosterone level. And uh, if you, you want to have diabetes, then you see a dietitian, you get started on treatment, and then... The erectile problem will resolve with time. But mm-hmm. people are always in a rush to correct sexual health problems. So while you are addressing the underlying cause, you will be giving treatment to keep the men going so that at least at home, they are used to eating meat every evening. 
so they must continue eating meat while you're addressing the underlying cause. To make a simple example, if someone is coughing, someone could be coughing because of TB, because of asthma, because of COPD. So if you simply give a cough mixer, which is like if you simply give a cyalis of Viagra, you are not addressing the problem. The problem continues to, 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 to get worse. It's good to investigate the cause of the erectile dysfunction. If it's high blood pressure, let us keep it under control, let us exercise, let us eat properly, and then let us look at the drug classes that we are taking, discussing it with our doctors. Are these drugs not actually having a side effect that is killing my manhood mm. because my woman is suffering at home or whoever, irrespective of sexuality? Mm. Doc, I mean, you're really sharing some great, great knowledge. I've just got a message from, from someone here who says... I love all the talk about sex and your expert doctors are lovely. Their insight is beautiful. These are real issues that affect real people. And um, that's why I was glad to have you on the show because I knew that you'd attack each, each component of, of, this, of this problem and address it fully. That's uh, wonderful, Cindy. That's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back, okay, so let's, let's now... Let's now just go back to you've 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 gone to the urologist sometimes doc they do that that the tape test where you're asked to put a piece of tape around your penis and then in the morning you need to check <laughs> if the tape has broken or not what is the what is what is that tape test all about because i know that you know say someone is asked to do that the doctor may not always explain why it's important for the tape test to happen uh you see i'm not a urologist but yeah. I, I, I only go up to a certain level. But to do the, 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 the tape test, there, there are various reasons one can do that. But it reminds me of something that is silly, that is circulating in terms of the, the penis size. You see, when you take a tape measure and get closer to a man's penis, they think you are going to measure their size, and so, which is actually one thing. You, you, you know men are phallocentric. Mm. Uh, there are a number of reasons. Uh, you need to know the gap of the penis when it is erect and when it is flaccid. Mm. Uh, there are diseases that can actually, uh, like Pyronis disease and so on, which you need to do measure. We are scientific people, we deal with science, so people shouldn't be scared of tape measures and rulers and so on that are getting closer to the penis, knowing how phallocentric they are. They are assisting us, they are work tools. Mm. It's like a, a shovel to us to actually get those measurements, just like we measure the tummy. We can also measure the, the penis so that we can make uh, no assumptions, but actually scientific uh, conclusions to whatever we're coming up to. Mm, and it also det- helps in determining whether you're getting morning erections or not, because that morning erection is important. It tells us that um, very your, critical, your, your, yeah, your very penis critical. is still functional. Very, very critical. That's one of the first questions you ask a man. Are you getting your morning glory or your morning erections? Because once you fail to get morning erections, it begins to give you a window as someone who's dealing with sexual health that testosterone is a little bit silent. Then it tells you must actually invite this man to test testosterone level. Morning erections are very important. Even the wives and, the, and girlfriends should be involved or partners be involved in actually weighing. Are you still getting your morning reason? You're no longer getting it as frequent as you, as you used to. Mm-hmm. Then you better go for checkup because those things are not painful. Thank you for raising that. Morning mm-hmm. erections are a very good tool to judge. Mm. Okay, so coming back to Tando before we let her go. Tando, um, just some last comments on you surrounding um, high blood pressure and how to control it and eating plans before we let you go. 
Um, okay, so what I'd also just like to emphasize is including more protein from plants. So we'd want to include more of your, your legumes, your peas, your beans, um, in, 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 in part of the diet. And we'd also want to just make sure that there's enough potassium containing foods, um, such as, um, your potatoes, your, um, pumpkin, bananas, calcium also is a very important, um, one to include and, um, magnesium in the diet. Okay, great stuff. And where can we find you if we're looking for you? Um, my practice is, is based on 2 Hanskerman Street in Randburg. Um, the area is Melanshof. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Tandum Somi. Thank you for all your insights on high blood pressure and eating plans. Thank you, Dr. Cindy. It's been a pleasure. Dr. Tebulele, before we let you go, um, just two good pieces of advice that you have for listeners regarding high blood pressure and their sex life? What are the two things that you'd like them to take home with them? Uh, high blood pressure is not painful. It is a silent killer. And if we can get your penis working well, it means blood is flowing very well in the penis. Then it's a good indicator of the status of your heart. If blood is flowing well to your penis and are getting good directions, then it means your heart is in good condition. Cholesterol is fine. If you happen to be on blood pressure treatment or you happen to have symptoms like headache, dizziness that you cannot explain, do not even wait for that. Check routinely for blood pressure. Even at work wellness campaigns, just go and check your blood pressure because it is not painful. But it can cause a whole lot of havoc, not only in your sexual life, but also in your heart and in your kidneys. And it can actually fail your marriage. Because some people find it difficult to mention that they are not getting erections or quality erections, yet it is a problem that we are dealing with. It is a problem that we know it affects so many men and women. It's Mm. even more men because men struggle to have sex without an erection, which is why we need to address it. So get your blood pressure under control. Talk to your doctor about the classes of drugs that you are taking and also keep on monitoring and uh, honoring your appointments to recheck your PB control. Thank you so much, Dr. Mtemini Tebelele. Where can we find you, especially on your social media platforms? Thank you so much, Cindy. You can always get me at Apile Communications. That's my Facebook page, A-P-H-I-L-E Communications. Apile Communications on Facebook and on Twitter. My handle is at Apilecoms, at a-P-H-I-L-E at Apilecoms. That is where I'm usually am. You can always get me there for a chat and advice and some of these things. You'll already find some clips there. And then you can also listen to Umshobo and Nene quarter past 11 on Wednesdays. That is where I deal with the below the belt issues with uh, another woman who's more similar to you, Cindy, <laughs> called Lulu. Okay. Uh, quarter past 11 tomorrow, I'll be there talking about some of these uh, below-the-belt issues. It's good that we're doing what we're doing with Side by Cindy. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, and we look forward to having you on the show next time. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to that too. Thank you. So in closing, high blood pressure is a major health crisis in the black community, and this was said by American actor Laman Raka, and I agree with him. So I think my closing statement is, please go and have your blood pressure checked, and if you are having erectile dysfunction problems, Talk to your doctor about it. We can help you.
Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.